It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided we are? Let's find the peacemakers. Think everyone is mean and selfish? Let's talk to those who are helping us all be more loving and caring. Think our culture is going downhill? Let's meet those who are helping us flourish. And now your host, Jonathan Sanborn. Well, welcome to Counterculture with Jonathan Sanborn. And actually, you might tell that maybe he has had a voice change because this is really not Jonathan Sanborn. I am Lisa Jernigan, and I am so excited because we we, kind of switched seats today. And I get the pleasure of being the host today, and we get to um, interrogate you. I get to interrogate you. Um, and are find out more about you. I am so. Are you ready? That's the question. I'm feeling very sensitive right now. I could. I could just snap. <laughs> well, don't do that. Okay. Okay, good. okay. Okay. We'll be good. I'll be good. Well, I just want to say thank you because I got to sit um, on the other side of the mic a couple weeks ago when I was the guest and you reviewed me. So I love that now I get to ask you questions because that's <laughs> one of my favorite things to do is ask questions and hear people's stories. That's fantastic. And I'm ready to answer questions. And I'm, it's exciting because you get what this show's about. Like, Lisa gets this. It's, it's in her blood. And she, even when we were talking before the show, she's like, she's just so curi- intellectually curious and a soul sister. I put you in the soul sister category. Oh, I like that. I and like so, that. so she started just like, I guess she would be a good interviewer. Wow. But you have a podcast. I do have a podcast with Amplify Peace. Nice. So anyway, but I, I'm thrilled to be here today, to be on this show. And because you are always the one asking questions. Yeah. So probably nobody really gets to know really who Jonathan is and why Jonathan does what he does. And so I think this is going to be a great opportunity oh, right? for your listeners okay. to get to know you and to know what really makes you tick. So, okay. But before we get too far in the show, you did something with me. Okay. I think you called it fake news. That is correct. Right. Okay, so you said come up with something that's true about you and something that's false. Correct. And then you have to guess. And if I'm correct, I think that uh, I guess correctly. I'm not sure, so no pressure. Okay. But right now I'm zero for zero. Okay. So, um, okay, can you share one thing that's true and one thing that's false? All righty. I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to throw out three things. Ooh. I'm going to go uh, I'm going to turn it up a level cuz I just want to I want to make I want you to make sure Okay. Two truths and so, a lie okay. or something. So, I had a death threat by the from the Russian mafia. I was a child actor on a series called Romper Room. And third, I am an honorary tribeswoman in from a tribe in Africa. Oh my gosh. Okay, so is two of them correct? Two of them are correct. So one of those is fake. Honestly, from what I know about you, I think they all three could be correct. And I remember <laughs> Romper Room, so I may be dating myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Romper Room is not correct. <laughs> You're cor- wow. You got it. You really? nailed it. That is not I was not I watched Romper Room, but I was not on Romper Room. Okay, I watched it too. But your other thing, because I know you have such a global heart and soul, so I'm like, and I'm intrigued because I want to know more of those stories. Yes, so. yes, I did receive a death threat from the Russian mafia. It turned out to be a mistake. I was just one of the very few Americans in town in in that city back in the, in the 90s, and someone mistook me for someone else who deserved a death threat. But it was <laughs> it was really interesting. But that always makes for a good story, yes. right? Yeah, not and many it's all can say about that. a story. Yeah, that's right. And you know what? I know you have. We, you said we're kind of kindred spirits. Also, um, the peacemaking. 
right? That's right. so much a part of who we are and what we believe in. And so much of peacemaking is storytelling. Yes. Listening to somebody else's story, the, having empathy, you know, putting yes. yourself in this place. So, okay, for what your, your two things you gave me, the uh-huh. two truths. Okay, the one about the, the, the tribes woman. Yes. Well, why don't so, you tell us that story a little okay, bit? Okay, I was a uh, on a medical mission with from people from about twelve people, about th- four of which were doctors here from Phoenix. We had gone to South Sudan in the wars when it was a war zone, and we went into areas that were they had to clear minefields for us to get to. And hmm. by that was also partly also on that story. I accidentally walked into a minefield, so I. So, that's another oh. fun. That's another story. But I I'm did. I'm glad you're up, sitting here. Today. I am. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Always follow your step, your footsteps backwards. That's all I can say. Good, um, good tip. Uh, but I, we had went to a. Uh, we had this one clinic, and after the clinic, this 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 lady came up to me and said, "We're having a. There's a women's conference out here. Is there? Can you do anything to help us? Or you know, uh, we're just we're." We had gathered all walked days to come. They're meeting out in the bush outside of this where our little clinic area. This is no electricity, rural remote. Africa, remote, remote Africa. You know, so so I walked out there. They they um, they were, we told I heard about their conference, their heart to serve Jesus and to help people, and they were just trusting the Lord to provide for. They didn't bring. They they just came not knowing how they would provide. Not exactly like. Sign up, you know, sign up genius and, you know, that kind exactly. of situation. No, so, so I, so I pulled, I just felt like give, give whatever I had. So I pulled out all the money I had in my wallet and just handed it to them. It was all Ugandan money. And, the, and basically, on the, uh, I handed it to them and they were just thrilled that, and that was enough. Apparently, whatever I gave them was enough to get them food for the, like, the, the conference. Kind it of was, a god thing. It was. It was. Um, yeah. It was like eight dollars. You know, it was Ugandan shillings, probably about eight U.S. dollars. But it was just everything that all that Ugandan money I had in there, and they were just and so the singing, dancing broke out. Just thank you. You are now an honorary woman. Uh, you know, and our, and we appreciate you. So t- dancing and sh- and singing broke out uh, as a result of that. So that. So I'm very happy to share that story. I am so jealous. You got to be in that place, like the dancing <laughs> and celebrating. And there's nothing better, especially when you're in like a tribal. You know, the culture, they're fantastic. It they was, they uh, know how to celebrate yes. and have fun. Oh, so, so important. Yes. Yeah. Well, good for you. Okay. So before I really get into uh, you know, a thing called zombie dog, I'm going to put okay. that out there, let it okay. hang. Um, if I was to go on a Wikipedia page for Jonathan Sanborn, what would I find there? What would I read that tells me a little bit about you? Uh, w- well, Wikipedia, I, I had it scrubbed. I have very powerful people who work okay. for me and just you know, all the bad stuff has been scrubbed. So I just okay. give the best parts. Okay, good. So I won't talk about that other incident, you know, in that circus thing. Is that the next time I get to come time. here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. The next time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we had like a special podcast you had to pay to listen to. No. Um, I, uh, yeah, from Los Angeles, went to Arizona State, ended up after I gra- got very involved in ministry while I was on campus, ended up uh, overseas in Russia. That's where I was lived in Russia for a couple of years. And just started to, you know, was got. I spoke Russian. Got traveled. Had some great adventures. Came back and just really. Uh, God had gotten a hold of me in college. I had grown up Christian, uh, but it, it was only in, when college I really said, "Does Jesus? Do I want Jesus to be Lord of my life? Like, I'm, am I all in? Am I, or am I just sort of playing the game because I was raised a certain mm-hmm. way?" 
And so it took me a couple of years, but in about my third year in college, God just really got a hold of me. Um, and so I'm very involved in ministry in college and got to serve and do things, but it just ended up after two years in Russia, ended up working for a group called Harvest for seven years. I trained church and community leadership around the world and used to you know, lead mission teams and travels, but I would do conferences on how the church can practically serve the poor in their communities with their own resources. And so I got – I had quite the travels of during the uh, – uh, during those seven years and uh, ended up um, just loving. And so I, I worked mostly in East Africa and India. I was the, the U.S. coordinator for those areas. And uh, conference speaker. So uh, ended up, uh, God, I was thinking I would become, just kind of move up, become more of this conference type speaker, but God redirected me. Uh, I studied in Oxford for my master's in international mm-hmm. development uh, and thinking, but in the middle of that, I kind of felt the Lord leading me to be a pastor. So we came came back. I had just been recently been married and uh, we came back and started bought a house and started living here we, and, uh, and ended up uh, pastoring a church in, at, at Arizona State uh, for international students and still got to work with all my international connections and, you know, and uh, meet, meet people from all over the world. About 40 different countries came to our little church and um, we had uh, – but did that for five years and then I ran a business for a while and then I uh, then I ended up working for the state of Arizona um, as their faith liaison up until I started working for Care Portal where I became the Western U.S. Director for Care Portal. And so Care Portal, we help churches meet uh, needs of children in crisis in their communities through the foster care system. So that's wow. a little bit of my little journey. That's a journey, yes. literally around the world. Yeah, I, I could probably be in the – I wouldn't say the million, maybe half million mile club. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm so envious. I I love traveling and that's been one of the hardest things of this season is being landed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. My wings have been clipped and so (laughs) yeah, it's not fun. But I wanna ask you on this whole topic of like peacemaking. So you being exposed to all these different cultures from Russia to East Africa Mm -hmm. to, you know, um what has that taught and then coming back to the States. Right. Culture shock on both sides. Sure. What has that taught you, being with uh, you know different people groups, different languages, different cultures? What has that taught you about the journey of peacemaking? So when I was asked for the, to do the show, someone like they would ask me like, "Are there any themes that have been consistent in your life?" And I and I go back and I I see God consistently bringing up certain messages, and one is that I am often on find myself on the other side of the fence of working with people who are not in my group. I've traveled a lot. I'm I'm comfortable moving in different groups and not feeling I have to fit, you know, be like everyone around me in order to be okay. And so I ended up, um, so, and it it started first in Russia when I I sat um, at a a Russian uh, guy's house who was my age, and we we he showed me his a common thing to do when you're with uh, Russians is to pull out a little scrapbook and show pictures of your childhood and your life, and and he actually had little drawings. This was uh, you know in the in ninety one, he had little drawings of army men fighting each other, and they were but in his drawings there were Russians killing Americans. Wow. And and I but the amazing thing is that I those the drawing was so similar to my own drawings. Mm. So here's a, a a brother in Christ who my age and we're just on the other side of the world, but we're kind of the same kind of person. 
and we had totally different views of who was the bad guy. And here, yet because of Christ, I'm now in this in his room, and we're now we have this unity now that that at that time would have seemed very like it was so radical and so unusual because I grew up and you fought the red the red thread and communism was the biggest enemy the only thing you know was going to destroy our freedom and all that so that was my narrative and his narrative was similar that we were the threat that was going to destroy his country and they would show the Americans dropping nuclear bombs on Japan and all what that would happen to us next and. So they were very afraid of – just as afraid of us as we were of them as the, as, the, as the population. So I learned to listen and I think uh, that just started and I've had the same whether it was in Somali – you know, talking with Somalians or talking with you know, people uh, across the aisle and even in other like spheres that are normally not Christian. I just find myself on the other side and hearing their stories and I, I think – I find value in it and I learned that I can, I can learn and grow from people who think differently than me. So – I think you've hit on a key aspect of peacemaking, right? It's just sitting and listening to somebody's mm. story. How is that? Because storytelling and, and when you're sitting, like, I love the point you said is, you know, they see us as the enemy and we see them. That's what mm. happens so many times. You're like, how can you see me as an enemy? I am That's so good, not an enemy. <laughs> I'm the good guy. I'm the good guy. <laughs> and they're probably thinking the same thing. Right. Why do you see me as the enemy? Yeah. So really about is about sitting in common space and just hearing each other's story. And right. it just, the walls come down. It just diffuses. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you're with each other's humanity, mm-hmm. shared humanity. That's it. Right? That is so important. And I think, and sometimes we have to find other things. Like if, if we just focus on the w- one issue that divides us, let's just say you're Russian, I'm, I'm American, and we, we focus on that. But actually – we're both humans. We love food. You know, I, I love what's this tea that you're serving me. We're both enjoying this and we both laugh and we have senses of humor and we, we, we want to see our children do well and we want to, you know, all cross. There's so much more humanity when we get to learn to listen rather than just view, pick the one or two things that divide us. Oh, absolutely. And that's really how we should be looking at people, mm-hmm. right? To go, I want to see your humanity. I want to see where we share common things. You love your children. I love my children. Yes. You love your, fr- you know, you value this. I value this. And so it's really taking the time to see that in each mm-hmm. other and to respect and honor that. Mm-hmm. So I, I appreciate that. So I can only imagine from all your travels that you, uh, you heard some incredible stories. Correct. And so that probably lit something up inside of you because what little I know about you, you have this very creative <laughs> side and imagination. I value imagination. Oh, thank you. So thank you. share with us where – when you opened that up and you said, okay, God, I'm, I'm assuming. Right. I don't want to speak for – but okay, here's – I'm created. I imagine. I, I like to create. There's stories. There's stories to be told. What could we do together? So right. take it from there. Okay. And it's, there's this thing called zombie dog. Correct. There's so a zombie dog. Tell us that. That whole zombie dog. So, you know, when you're, I was a missionary. And so when I was a missionary, I used to write prayer letters, a monthly prayer letter to my supporters. And so I got bored with the, the typical prayer letter. So I just tried to tell, tell more stories and be, have a little more fun with it. And people sort of responded to that. They act, I had several people go, I just send you 10 bucks a month. It's just sort of a subscription to get some good stories and laughs. And I always, I've, I'm always inspired by it. And so I always just – I've always had that, like the sense of I love making people laugh. I like people to, to be entertained. But I also wanted to tell things that matter, not just cotton candy things but, but re- things that are substance. But I think you can do it to, at, all at once. Mm-hmm. And so – but uh, so I've been uh, – so I've just had that in me. 
So there was a time at, at, in my, when my business days when things went really far south and I was in a really dark place and things were just – and I felt like I just – why did God have me even like on this earth for a purpose if what I seemingly seemed to be the right thing was suddenly – you know, I was losing that. But I've – and I kind of went back to the the storytelling. Like I just – maybe just go back to what I love doing. I can't – you know, obviously I'm a, <laughs> I'm a failure at business or – so um, – or whatever. You know, maybe I wasn't but um, – There's no failure. There's no failure. Opportunities, but, uh, right? That what happened was a failure but not me per se. Exactly. Um, so uh, really uh, we were creating little side little – like little toys, little things and some fr- friends of mine doing some drawings. And a friend of mine drew this little drawing and I just looked at this and I go, I need to tell this little drawing, this little, it was a little dog, a little stick figure, dog standing upright with his paws out and he had kind of a little glaze over face and he was a little zombie dog. And I go, I must tell his story. So then we just started bantering and wondering what it would look like. And I'll just tell you this too, the same compulsion that that I had felt to to create zombie dog is the same compulsion that would make me want to start a church. The same compulsion that would make me – that made me go overseas to live for, for a number of years. It's not a separate God. It's not like there's the A-list God who makes you go and live in another country and then the B-list God who makes you do creative things. It's the same God. Mm-hmm. God is a creator. And when we are creative, I think there's an a aspect of his image that we're using and we're meant to be creative in a lot, not just the arts but in all kinds of things. But in me in this case, it was creative writing and character and world building and things. And so I felt like this is what the Lord wants me to do. And so it, that, it was a compulsion. So I just started to flush it out and I thought I just this would be a great show. And so I talked with a friend of mine who's – he, he travels – his whole job is he goes to comic book conventions around the nation and he, he basically lives in a van down by the river and then he sells comic books. Um, that's but that, I, These are my peeps. And yes. so uh, he said this would be a great – you should make a comic book out of it. So that was great because I started to uh, write uh, – you know, think what the characters would look like, a character drawing. And so we made a comic book, got, a, got an artist. I'm not an artist. Got an artist, got a colorist, got someone to lay out. And we just started to get it out there. And then I, then I started going to comic book conventions and have a little booth and start meeting people and selling it. And it did, had a little fun with it. Mm-hmm. But the, the heart of it was always to get to – I wanted the story to be seen out in, in – to, to get the story out there as, as a tele, maybe a television show or a movie or something like that. And so in the back, I had created a pitch deck, which is sort of like a, a description that you show to studios that shows art and and the storylines, and so we created a pitch deck. And so for for three years, uh, while my I was cleaning up the ashes of my business and doing some side stuff, I did I did I created Zombie Dog and the comic book. And it you know it was it was it felt like a god thing, but also am I in the middle of a midlife crisis? You know, like yeah. <laughs> you know, halfway through my life, I got some a grown man in Phoenix is starting to do comic fun books. In yes, my crisis, I'm right? having fun. Yeah. Yes. So um, so I did it for a couple of years, and it, it, I had some fun. Didn't make anything really. I probably spent more than I – yeah, definitely spent more than I made. Uh, great response. People wanted to know more. The kids would come up. I can't wait for the next episode. I want to see – I can't wait to see this on show. But at the end of the day, I'm a nobody in Hollywood, and people don't call you back unless you know somebody. And so I just shelved it, and God clearly wasn't the right time. You know, It was the right time to create, but it wasn't the right time to succeed. So, uh, which was hard because I felt like God wanted me to do it. But sure enough, a few, you know, three years later, 
a guy I had met at in Salt Lake City Comic Con uh, had had talked at my booth. Uh, um, his name was Jeremy and his son were at my booth and we talked for like an hour and I, he had said he was involved in Hollywood and something. And so he said, I love your comic book. And so sure enough, uh, he, I just, you know, you talk, I talked to a hundred people that day. So I don't, you know, you let it, I didn't make too much of it, but three years later he calls me up and he goes, I've been sitting on this comic book. I, I think this would be a great television show. I've, you know, I'm a producer in 20 years in Hollywood. Uh, here's some 3D models of your characters. He had hired 3D wow. animators to show what the characters He's could serious. look like. This guy's serious. So, uh, so we ended up forming a partnership, and uh, so we it was a you know contracts a full business and. He's knows he's got knows resources and knows people. All the stuff that I never could do, he brings to the table. And so, for the last three years, in addition to leading a ministry and uh, and the things that I do with Care Portal, you know, I'm the this is my little side hustle. Couple, last couple of years, we've this has been coming together. And so, uh, we've brought in some pretty good name voice talent and you know professionals and got some Dis- you know guys who would work for Disney who were this Lear had and been on furloughed and now they've. They've been working on it, and so we've got a little trailer on, and it, and so the the television show is called Meet the Walkers with a Z, um, Meet the Walkers, and it's a 3D Pixar style animated family friendly cartoon. It's and it, the story back back to peacemaking. The story is about a vegan zombie family that is chosen to go live among people after the You really the do have an imagination. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you <laughs> so, have vegan. <laughs> they like, that's right. So they like, they like uh, grains, not brains. So, uh, so they get put to live among humans and really uh, everyone's afraid of them. And then what do you do when you live in a culture that everyone around you is afraid of you? Or, and, uh, and, then, and do you just hide? Do you fight back? Or peacemaking? And so, really, it's a it's it's a comedy. It's entertaining. It has to be, in, you know, in Hollywood, we don't we don't just go to tell to share our story. We go, we tell fun, we tell great stories with great characters that stand on their own, and then we that gives us the right to be heard. And so, then the story behind it really is about how do you how do we build bridges and make peace in a culture that is hostile to us? And that could be anyone can so many of us can identify of being like. That the culture, the greater culture, is afraid of us, and so it's all about that. So, and so JJ is their is their dog, and so he's a troublemaker. Uh, and you so always he, have to have the yeah, troublemaker. he's the troublemaker. Creates problems between the humans and the and the the zombies, and, and so. But they all at the end of the day, they try to find some new way to model what it looks like to reach out. So we have a lot of fun. Yeah. So we're. Um, I, the idea that thirty people would be working on some show that you've created is is mind blowing. That is mind blowing. So we're pitching to major studios, and we're talking. You know, so we'll see where it goes. We'll see where God goes with it. But I feel like it's just it's it's a God thing. You know, the idea totally. that some, in a sense, a nobody in Phoenix would get get an idea, and I just felt I had to be faithful to it. And even it seemed it was a bit crazy. My wife was supportive and she got behind it and felt like, let's just, if this is what God's doing, I want to support it. So we viewed it like, hey, let's give it a few years. And so, and now here we are, you know, seven, you know, almost like five, six years later, and God's just done some great things with it. There are so many great takeaways from your story. I mean, when God nudges and when God puts something in your heart to yeah. just, 
go for it and and don't worry about the outcomes because it's right. really that and that's freeing because then that's the outcomes are his mm-hmm. and that's what you did i mean that's your journey right. and then you're like okay i'm going to do this and i'm not going to worry about that i have to get it to this person i have to do this so thank you for sharing that story because <laughs> that's, that's encouraging for all of us to go you know just start it if god's putting that desire you don't know where you'll go nudging, with it. and let it let the outcome be to right. his and how he resurrects things, how he's moving. There's always this bigger story. There is. I mean, I never would have worked for the state and I never would have worked for Care Portal if I had cling to, clung to it. I had to get it started and then let go of it for a season. And then God brought it back without any effort of my own. There's no, I did not orchestrate that. I didn't will myself. It wasn't power of positive thinking. It's the power of a po- almighty God that, that made that and happen. And that's just trusting God and going, it's yes. yours. You gave this to me. It's in your hands. And yes. I'm following your lead. Beautiful story. So we'll okay. see. So okay. meet the walkers. Check it out. And where do we find this? How can well, we follow yeah, meet this? Meetthewalkers.com. You'll see the little th- – you click on the video. Walkers and you'll see with the, a Z. Walkers with a Z. Okay. And you click on the little video. And so that's the first almost three minutes of the first episode. And tell me you – know, see if you like it. And it's also on Facebook and Instagram under Zombie Dog and Meet the Walkers. See, take, take a look and see if some – and uh, I hope it's something to, that honors the Lord. And uh, helps helps people start good conversations. Oh, I love the art of storytelling and getting creative <laughs> in love. That's what you're Abs- doing in the peacemaking. Ab- absolutely. So good. Okay, I have one quick, quick question to end. Um, what gives you hope through this whole journey of peacemaking? I hope well, – well, God always wins. And um, there's more that's uh, – I think we said earlier, there's more that it unites us than divides us when we seek with God's eyes. Mm-hmm. So that gives me hope. Lisa, you've been. Uh, I, you're a great host. Oh, thank I you. you I feel say, so honored. This has, this been, has been, been so fun. This has been great. And I love being on this side and listening to your story. You've triggered so many other stories. So again, I want to thank your listeners for listening to Counterculture with Jonathan Sanborn and with Lisa Jernigan. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Care Portal, helping local churches help children and families in crisis. Sign up you and your church today at careportal.org. 